Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. It's Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is Bob Workentine. Bob Workentine was a longtime coach for Salina South High School. He's in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. He had a ton of studs. He was the coach for uh, Bo Manis, the four-time undefeated state champ I had on last week. Really looking forward to talking to him, so let's bring him in. So how you doing? You uh, Are you retired these days? You know, I've retired like three times, <laughs> and uh, I'm now working at the Jack Tennis Center as an assistant tennis pro. Okay, awesome. In fact, I, in fact, I just got off the tennis courts. Nice. Is that how you stay in such good shape? You know, i tell you what, that's a lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I work out every other day, and I'm on the tennis courts the rest of the time, so... You know, that's the way it, you're supposed to be. So uh, you don't even consider playing tennis a workout anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I play. I still play tennis to compete. Okay. I, uh, I play golf to relax. Okay, cool. So you're a pretty active guy. How old are you now? Uh, 66. Okay. Well, you look great. People are certainly aging different than they used to. Well, I think so. I think it's, uh, I, I really still think it's the state of mind. You know, yeah. Um, I, I the only time I really feel old is when I look in a mirror. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm probably in better shape now than I was in my in my 20s. To be honest with you, just because of you know lifestyle and that kind of thing. You know, it, it's important. It absolutely is important. Yeah. You know. So. Do you find uh, that there are a lot of similarities in coaching tennis and wrestling? As weird as that might sound to some people. You know, it's an individual team sport. So without a doubt, you know, the, uh, the clientele is a little different, you know, uh, I don't necessarily yell at the tennis players like I yelled at the wrestlers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and the fist bumps and, uh, but you know, I love the intensity and I love the, uh, I love that individual team sport that, uh, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Did both of your boys also play tennis? You know, they worked for me. They did play tennis. <clears throat> both of them were were decent tennis players. Uh, they uh, they were a little bit better wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they were great wrestlers. They I know they both made the finals uh, at high school state. Did they both win high school state? Yeah, they both won as juniors. Okay, and yeah. then and then senior year, one got third and one got second. Is that right? Yeah, uh, you know, in fact, uh, Jason got my oldest got beaten the semifinals by uh, Devin Bain. Okay. Uh, you know, he won like 60 straight. And, uh, you know, in fact, we even talked about, it. you know, he won it as a junior. In fact, he uh, he was beating Alan Hankins in the finals uh, his sophomore year and got thrown in the last maybe five seconds, 10 seconds. You know, and then he came back and, uh, you know, pinned uh, uh, a kid out of Topeka Seaman. Can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, and like, 30 seconds at junior year. Then his senior year, you know, he gets beat in the semifinals. I, you know, that's a lesson. That's a tough lesson to learn. You know, that evening, you know, we sit down, we talked, you know, and I said, you know, it's, uh, you've had a great career. And uh, the unique thing about careers, uh, people only remember how you finish. And uh, I said, you can finish. uh, You know, I said, you get to choose. It's your senior year. You know, and I, I hope you choose the way I brought you up, you know, and to finish strong. And, you know, he had to go out and uh, win a Constellation semifinals. And then when the, uh, you know, the, 
the consolation finals. That's pretty tough for a senior, especially when you're defending state champion. And the, to this day, Tim, I tell him how proud I am how he finished uh, because his third place match, he beat uh, Keon Taroma oh, wow. out of uh, Winfield, who won the state championship the next year. Yeah, I think he won it twice, didn't he, Keon? <laughs> I think so. What a great kid. I think he was voted uh, senior wrestler of the year the next year. So that third place match was like a 4-3 match. Yeah, man, 5A was freaking tough. I mean, you know, you just rattled off some names that Eric, Eric, right? That's who we're talking about? We're talking about Jason. Okay. Um, so Jason had to wrestle Alan Hankins, Keon Karoma, uh, Devin Bame. I mean, those are yeah. all three of the te- three of the best guys to ever come out of Kansas. I mean, genuinely. Yeah, it, it, you know, you're exactly right. Uh, in fact, his uh, sophomore year, he had Josh Roberson in the, in the quarterfinals. Okay. <laughs> and I told him, I said, man, I tell you, if you even place out of this bracket – uh, it's going to be great. And he ended up wrestling Alan Hankins in the, in the finals. And uh, like I said, uh, probably should have just stayed away from him with 15 seconds to go. But great, you know, Alan Hankins, what a great kid. Yeah. And it was a great match. Uh, so yeah. on the other side, uh, Eric, you know, Eric uh, got, I, I tell you, he was uh, tied up <clears throat> with a uh, uh, kid out of Mark City, Faust. Oh, yeah. Uh, and with uh, got 10 seconds to go, shoots in, lifts his leg up, and, and goes for the trip and doesn't complete it and gets taken down. So, in fact, to this day, I haven't watched the match. Oh, really? <laughs> it was too, too painful. How cool is that to have both of your kids win a state title in the same year? Well, they didn't win it in the same year. Oh, they didn't. That's they, right. They're not they, twins. Yeah, they, they, they both won the, their junior years. And that was kind of a kind of a interesting thing, uh, you know. It, it, the thing about any sports, uh, you have the thrill thrill of victory, but man, you also have the heartache. Yeah. And you know how do you deal with that heartache? I, uh, you know, I've, I've I've dealt with a lot of kids and a lot of even adults that uh, that heartache hurts so bad they don't even want to try. Yeah. And I, I in order to be a champion, man, you've got to be willing to uh, experience that heartache. Yeah. Yeah, it can be really difficult. I remember in eighth grade, I was undefeated going into state and got beaten in the quarterfinals by a guy I'd beaten. I'd never lost to him. And I ended up getting third, but I remember not caring. I didn't even, I didn't even, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I didn't even, I didn't even care. I, you know, I had a knee injury and and I remember thinking, like, well, maybe I won't even be able to wrestle tomorrow. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, and I did. And I'm glad I did. But um, it, it's 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 a hard thing. And, and I think it, it, at every level, whether you're in kids or high school or college, you know, I've seen people uh, just, you know, they, they lose and they're expecting to win it. And that's all they wanted. And, and it's it, it's hard to come back from some some people get beat out, you know, like. I remember the guy from Iowa that that was a two-time defending champ and three-time finalist, McDonough. He got beat out his senior year, um, you know, because of something like that. So it's a testament to to you as a coach that you were able to, you know, talk them in, talk them off the ledge, so to speak. And and it sounds like they were probably pretty pretty good mentally anyway. Uh, you know, uh, 
wrestlers that listen to this uh, will fully identify. And I, and I, for all those dads and, and everybody else, uh, I tell you what, when, when you hug your son or a wrestler, that thrill of victory, you know, it is freaking amazing. But I tell you what, when you, you have those heart to heart talks after a tough loss, uh, you know, now that both my sons are in their forties and I'm 66, you know, uh, those are pretty cool mo- moments. You know, you don't think of cool moments maybe in the time, but, uh, uh, man, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's a character building without a doubt. Yeah. Is it, is it uh, harder to coach your own kids or do you try to com- compartmentalize it or how's that work? You know, I tell you, I, that's a, that's a crazy story, but, uh, I remember walking into Salina South high school, one of the teachers came up and, and wanted to talk to me about one of my sons. And I said, right now I am coach working team. I am getting ready to coach my, my wrestlers. If you want to talk to me about my son, let's schedule a time or you can call me at home. <laughs> some people might not, some people might not like that conversation, but that's the way I, I did. And I, I tell you, one of the things we did, we never talked wrestling at the house. And I, I tell you, this is so important. Uh, wrestling is such an intense sport that uh, I demanded a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I did. I just, uh, you don't turn on and turn off excellence. Yeah. You either have it, you demand And I guarantee you, that's, that's a character flaw in the tough moments. You know, if you screwed around the classroom, you screw around the hallway, those things will resurface. They really will. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, we never talked wrestling at home. Uh, Jason got on the computer. Eric played the piano or saxophone or, or drew pictures. Uh, kids need a safe place to go. They need a place to escape the, the stress. Yeah. And, and we just would not bring it home. Uh, and I'll tell you what I just said is so important for all the wrestling families out there. Don't bring it home. Yeah, I think you know, that's they, I think that's a great idea. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. I, I, I believe me, I've told a lot of young wrestling families and dads that, uh, my God, you, if you want your son or daughter to love the sport, there's a, a time and a place. But yeah, were you the kind of coach that wrestled with his guys? Were you a wrestler? Well, I still had the cauliflower. I wrestled every practice. Nice. And, uh, you, you know, you had Bo in the room. You talk about uh, the very, I tell you, the, the best wrestlers uh, hated to lose at anything. When we did sprints, Bo never lost. Oh, wow. When we did, you know, when we did the takedowns, you know, you got to get 10 takedowns before you leave the room. It was the first to leave the room. <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh that's kind of the cool thing about it. So, yeah, I wrestled every practice. Yeah. I tell you what, I remember walking into uh, a wrestling meet and I had, uh, you know, black and blue marks in my face, uh, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, and, and then back with Bo, uh, I would wait till the end of practice when he was really tired. <laughs> <laughs> He still hated to get taken down. How was how was your own career then? Did you wrestle in college and all that? Oh, not at all. I uh, I, I wrestled late in high school just to stay in shape. Uh, 
for uh, other sports, football, you know, baseball uh, and tennis. And so wrestling was probably my weakest sport. Uh, and I learned. I mean, it's one of the sports where I learned as an assistant coach at Goddard. And uh, then I got throw, thrown right in as a head coach at Salina Central in 1980. Okay. And, and I did. And I... I learned a sport and I, you know, uh, I absolutely love it. It's quite a fraternity. I, I, for some reason, I thought you were, you were the head coach. I thought it was Salina South that you guys went to. I did. Oh, so you were, okay. I started, started at Goddard, then went to Salina Central and then I finished at Salina South. Okay. Okay, good. I I said that in the intro that you were the head coach from uh, Salina South. So I'm glad I didn't screw that up. No, you're, you're, you're right on. Okay. In fact, uh, uh, our wrestling room, Tim, was behind a curtain. Okay. And uh, we did not have much room. And I tell you, that was the rule, is our room was so horrible. <laughs> and we produced, what a great program. Yeah. But our room was so horrible, I told the kids, this is home. The only person that's allowed to talk smack about home is me. <laughs> uh, don't be talking smack about home. Yeah. And you talked about Tim being creative. We would have the lightweights come in right after school, and then our middle heavyweights would come in later in the day, and then we'd have a study hall, you know, for the upper, you know, the upper kids. Because we, we just didn't have the room Yeah, uh, to do it. And, you know, what's funny is that, basketball practice would be going in this big, you know, a basketball team wasn't that good. And yet they get this whole freaking gymnasium <laughs> and we get this one end of the gymnasium behind a curtain. Yeah. And yet we were, we were number one in the state. Yeah. And, uh, so what was fun is when a basketball would roll under the curtain, we would want the basketball players to come in and get the ball. <laughs> and, and then we would hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many how many team titles did you guys win? We never won a team title in wrestling. Okay. We got second. We got second twice. We got third twice. Uh, we won numerous regional championships. But anytime you got Arc City in five A, yeah. Uh, you know, Tim, there was one time where we scored 160 points and got second. I, I think I remember you know, that. Yes, yeah, tough. I mean, when you when you've got there was one year we had four state champions and maybe uh, two or three. In fact, there was one year we had ten kids place. Oh wow! Ten kids place and get second. Man, yeah, that's that Arc City. I hate them. <laughs> you know, and it, it, a couple of those guys will be listening. I tell you, I have so much respect for Wayne Jackson. He became a very dear personal friend, and the entire Arc City wrestling program is. Uh, was a model of excellence for those years. Yeah, I, I had Wayne Jackson on here, and I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, you'll have to check out one of those podcasts with... Uh, I will. The one with Wayne. It was really enjoyable. It was it was great for me to talk about Justin Ware, because when I was a kid, I, I talk about Justin Ware all the time. People probably think I have like some kind of obsession with him, but I, I kind of did when I was a kid, you know, because he was like... He was not only good, but he just beat the crap out of everyone. Like it was like you had a lot of good kids in Kansas, and you had them right here, and then Justin Ware was up here. He could just maul everybody. Well, absolutely. In fact, uh, <clears throat> uh, do you remember Dwayne Miller? I don't. 
Oh my God. Legendary, uh, Cape and coach. And, uh, I remember we were talking one time and, uh, I don't know if Wayne even talked about it, you know, that Wayne really sat in the chair. Wayne hardly said a word in that chair. And the discussion is, Hey, listen, if, if I have to say a lot in that chair, I didn't do my job in the wrestling room yeah. in the practice room. Those are good. You know, those are great stories. Those are, you know, when you're hanging around, you're picking the brain of other great wrestling coaches, and uh, it's fun stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a few coaches on here, and every time that I ask them who their best wrestler was, they, they never want to answer it because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But is it safe to say that Bo Manis was the best wrestler you ever had? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Uh, you, know, by, you know, four times, undefeated, yeah. never taken down. Yeah. You know, and I listened to the, the the podcast, and you're right. You know, I knew he was really good coming in. And uh, after his sophomore year, I, when I did the stats, you know, I did the stats after his freshman year and really didn't give it a lot of thought. And, you know, and then after his sophomore year, the conversation, which, you know, it gets kind of uh, – you kind of lose the memories a little bit, but after his sophomore year, I, I went up to him and I said, Bo, you realize you haven't been taken down in two years. And he says, oh, yeah, Coach, I know. <laughs> 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 you talk about a humble, humble, incredible, uh, you know, all I did with Bo is, is drove the bus. That kid, uh, people don't know it. I don't know if you know, you know his senior year, he strained an ACL. He did what? He strained his ACL. Okay. No, I didn't know. His senior year, wrestling Dustin Spaulding at Newton. So he actually set out most of his senior year. Okay. And, and uh, well, maybe the last month, which really cost the two wrestlers on above him and below him didn't get a practice with him. And I really think it really cost those guys from maybe being state champs because Bo made everybody in the room better. And, uh, so he really set out and, and, uh, man, I, you, you, you asked him about close calls about being taken down. I could tell you every one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he threw in a heck of a wizard against Charbonneau, uh, you know, from play center. And I tell you, I officiated a lot of wrestling and that was close. That was really close. He threw in that wizard at the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, without a doubt, Bo, uh, and what a great young man. He's, he's a great, as great a young man he is a wrestler. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's hard to wrap your brain around the fact that he didn't get beat in Kansas from age six all the way through high school. I mean, his yeah. record, including college, had to be like 600 and something wins to around 30 losses, including four years of Division I. Uh, you know, it's, and, and it, it, you go back to that. The, the very, very best athletes I've coached and had the privilege of coaching, regardless of the sport, carried themselves a certain way. You know, they, I, and I talked about it, you don't turn it on and turn off excellence. You demand it from yourself. And, uh, and Bo di- did, and he, he still does, even in, in his life. Uh, I can't say enough about the young man. Uh, really does. And he's such an example you know, Tim, I could talk to you hours and hours about stories and, and things, and uh, but he did, and I'm very proud to have coached him. Yeah. 
what made him so good? Like, like from a just re- pure wrestling standpoint, his balance was in, was impeccable. You know, I remember you know we were at Hayes and a kid shot in, had his leg up, and he you know he hooked up the underhook in the head and and set back and hit a roll and stuck the kid. You know, his honestly, his balance, you could feel like you'd have him out of position, and uh, he would he just knew where he was all the time. Yeah. And uh, and he had a mean streak too. I mean, he won't admit it, but I tell you what: if somebody got in deep, <laughs> that was the last time they were going to get in deep, <laughs> you know. Uh, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he just uh, he just demanded out of himself, and uh, and just what a great man. But you know, uh, you know, you you, uh, you when you're talking about wrestling, I go back and. You know, I've had so many great kids, uh, yeah, other than Bo, you know, that uh, were state champions, uh, that worked their, their fannies off. You know, and I've had kids that worked their fannies off and got sixth, you know, and fifth and fourth and third. And every one of those matches, man, I tell you, that's uh, just exciting and thrilling. And, uh, and I tell you, the, the cool thing about it, I said it at the start of the interview, Wrestling is a fraternity, and and I sincerely loved every one of the kids that wrestled for me. Uh, very demanding, and uh, they'll always be family. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Bo, I think he told me that the closest match he had was six to nothing, and that was over uh, somebody you mentioned, Dusty Spalding, who was also a four timer. Um, I wanted to ask you. That was also in the in the time of. Uh, of uh, Robertson, Jake, uh, Zach Robertson, and uh, whose brother was on my college team for a year. So he had told us about about uh, how good Zach was, you know, and at that time he was like an eight-time kid state champ or something. Um, I know you're probably a little bit biased, but who do you think would have won that match? <laughs> you know, uh, the Robertson family, what a nice family. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, we ought to have a pay for purview. I don't know where Zach is now, and uh, I think Bo would be up for it. What do you think? We could do a pay per purview and uh, put those guys on. I don't know where they could fit into singlets. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would love uh, to have uh, I would love to have Zach on sometime. But in in and I would love to watch that match even now. But in high school, who, who do you think would have won? Uh, you know, uh, I remember asking Pete Rose. You know, and when I talked to him one time, who uh, was the best player ever played against? And he said, and no, no offense to you, Tim, that's a stupid question. <laughs> and that's the way that I'm going to reply to your question. Yeah. Uh, if you think that I'm going to choose anybody other than Bo, yeah. you're out of your mind. <laughs> um, and I've watched that. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, it would have been one hell of a match. Yeah. And it would have been sad to see either one of those guys lose. Yeah. So I'm glad it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice that it didn't happen and and uh you know, so they could both have four time undefeated careers and all that, but it is it is fun to uh think about that kind of stuff and and could there have been a bigger match in the history of Kansas wrestling than Bo Manis versus Zach Robertson? Would that wouldn't that have been incredible? Yeah. And uh you know, I wasn't around Zach a lot, and so I can't uh, to attest to his character. Uh, but I guarantee you, uh, you know, if he was anything like Bo, 
off the mat uh, that would even have made it just even more special. Because yeah. you got not only do you have two great wrestlers, two undefeated careers, but you have two outstanding, outstanding young men. Yeah. And uh, and if, uh, by the way, I remember uh, one of my wrestlers, uh, Chad Collins. You know, he, he uh, what a what a stud of senior year. He he uh, he couldn't make our team as a uh, as a song, or as a junior, so he wrestled heavyweight. Oh wow! And and uh, he almost made the finals. Because we, we had Sean Schumann, the state champion at, at 81 and Augustine. And anyway, he couldn't make the, the lineup, so he had to go up to heavyweight. And uh, so he ends up getting, I think, fifth as a heavyweight. He wrestled, he weighed about 170 pounds. Then his senior year, he uh, pins his kid and in the finals in about 20 seconds. Well, he applies for a job out in western Kansas. He told me the story. He applied for a job out in Western Kansas, and uh, the guy says, uh, "Did you ever wrestle?" He said, "Oh yeah, I wrestled for Coach Workington at Salina South." He said, "You have a job." <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's just uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah, I um, remember Schumann. I think I may have wrestled Augustine in uh, in kids. Um, I, I can't remember for sure, but I definitely remember Schumann. He used to wrestle a guy named Dan Irwin, who was undefeated my senior year as well on uh, my team, and they had some pretty good matches in kids. And uh, talk about a moose! That guy was freaking. I, I never, I never got saw him up close, but uh, from the stands, I was like, that kid looks pretty damn strong. Well, and I wrestled him in a room. You talked, and, and uh, two-time state champion went on to Missouri, wrestled with Missouri, and. Uh, the thing that really kind of separated Sean Schumann from a lot of those kids, Sean was a gifted uh, student. This kid is brilliant. Okay. You know, uh, in fact, he used to wrestle uh, this Collins. Both those guys were state champs same year. And uh, Schumann would antagonize him. <laughs> I, have, I actually hired an assistant coach to break up the fights in the practice room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, those. I, you're bringing back a lot of great memories, man. I it really just uh, I, I miss the sport, and I think that's why I went from coaching into officiate is uh, just to stay in the sport and uh, to enjoy it. And uh, so it's great stuff. Yeah, that's got to be a. Uh, is that nerve wracking officiating? Actually, it's 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 awesome. It really. I mean, you zone in, especially when you've got two state champions going at it with each other. And, you know, Tim, you're around the sport long enough, you see the move coming before it happens. Yeah. You really do. So the good officials, I mean, they're, they're already in position uh, because they know they see the move. And they, they see it all coming. And, and uh, you know, I tell you, probably the craziest match I ever officiated was uh, Clay Center versus Abilene Duel. And uh, it was in Clay Center. And number one and number two and four A, the place—I mean, the place was packed. You talk the way wrestling should be. Yeah. The gymnasium—you couldn't get a seat. And you talk about—I'm the only official out there. There, I didn't have an assistant. Yeah. Uh, you know, and people know who I am. They know where I live. So, <laughs> so I better—I better not screw up. Yeah. You know, and we're talking about shotguns and stuff like this. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> And the duel ended in the duel ended in a tie. They tied. So uh, 
Oh my gosh, he was doing the announcing at Clay Center. Uh, uh, Greater. Uh, Greater was a fit, uh, announcer. I remember that. Yeah, I love the guy. He I... since passed away and I just missed the guy. Uh, and, uh, and I said, oh no. And I went up to him. He's over the microphone. People are leaving. I said, the Activity Association just adopted a tie-breaking rule. You know, it went down to near falls and texts and, and, uh, and, and falls. And uh, so people get back in their seats. And I've got to go through the rule book. And we've got to go through all the matches to figure out what team actually won the duel. And Clay Center, praise Jesus, <laughs> won the duel because I had to get the heck out of Clay Center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try explaining that to uh, all those rabid fans. Oh, you lost because oh my you know. Gosh, I tell you what, I, I, I they didn't even knew what car I drove. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I remember a guy named uh, Jeremy Vath. I know you weren't his coach. But what do you remember about him? Because my senior year, I went undefeated, but I was 6A, and he was 5A, and I know how good Jeremy was. And I always wondered, you know, I talked to a couple people that I had, I had wrestled. John Moses and I had both wrestled, uh, or uh, John Moses had wrestled Vath, and then I beat John Moses in the semis my senior year. And, you know, I always wondered, like, I think any other year that I, I probably would have lost to Jeremy Vath, but my senior year was... Uh, I don't know. I was kind of destined to win it. I think. Um, I what, what's your memory of Jeremy Vath? I always wondered if I could have beaten him my senior year. Well, I remember watching you wrestle too, young man. No, oh, you do. And uh, so uh, Jeremy actually wrestled my youngest son Eric. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, I remember one. We went to Junction City one year. There was Scott Trembley out of uh, Topeka yeah. West, state champion. Vast state champion, and then my son Eric had just come off uh, from winning the Beloit tournament and beating uh, Johnson from uh, Stockton, who was a state champion. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, I lost to and, Johnson one year in the kids' state finals. Yeah, so you you know the names. Yeah, and uh, so all three of those guys are in the same bracket. So here I am at the seating meeting, and I'm, of course I want Johnson and Vast uh, to wrestle in the semifinals. And have Eric opposite, you know, and wait in the finals. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Gary Harding <laughs> said, Bob, if, if you want to argue so much for your son, let's just have Jeremy and, and Eric wrestle first round. <laughs> 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 oh, Gary Harding. I love the guy. Yeah. And uh, I said, no, Jeremy can have the one seed. We'll wrestle uh, Trembley and the, uh, excuse me, Scott Trembley in the uh, semifinals. And, uh, and I mean that's you're right. Bath, what a stud! What a stud! What a great kid! Uh, uh, of course, he wrestled for the wrong school. He yeah. should have wrestled for me. Yeah. And uh, and I'll tell you what, if we would have had Bath, we might have knocked off Oak City. Yeah. You, you know, we really just one more wrestler is all we needed. Yeah. Uh, but you would have had your hands full. Yeah, I definitely would have had my hands full. Um, you do you really remember seeing remember watching me wrestle? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Like in kids or high school? High school. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I always kind of wondered that, and, and that's what kind of stinks about high school wrestling is how they, they bust it up like that. I mean, 
I'm glad that I, you know, won a state championship and everything, but I would have liked to have seen um, if I could have beat the other two, the other two state champs from 4A and 5A. And then you got 1A through 3A too. Those small schools, you know, that don't have anything else to do but wrestle, they're pretty freaking tough too. Yeah, Grand State really worked in wrestling. Yeah, you know, it really did. Uh, and and if you're, you know, if the other sports want to scream and cry about it, you know. Uh, it's just not, you know, apples to apples. Uh, in, in wrestling, it's mono a mono, and it does work. I don't care if you're from Stockton or Leody or, uh, you know, Wichita Northwest. You're a kid, and you weigh a certain amount, and uh, so it works in the sport of wrestling. And uh, you know, you remember Tim the Kansas Coliseum. Oh, yeah. You know how, how the 6A was down on the south end and 4A was down on the north end and uh, 5A was in the middle. And you talk about great for coaching. I would walk around, you know, when my kids weren't on the mat and I would watch great matches. And, you know, and, and then when you officiate, uh, 6A was loud, 5A was loud, 4A was insane, <laughs> insane. Yeah. And you would go down to that those three mats in the corner, and you better have your craft together as an official. I lost you. Can you start? Yeah. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm actually on my wife's phone, so she's getting all kinds of calls coming in. So Okay. Yeah, uh, I imagine as an official, that would have been pretty... Uh, Pretty hard to deal with sometimes. No, it's not hard to deal with. Okay. It was exciting. It, you're adrenaline. It's just insane. And uh, you're not doing that stuff. You're not officiating at the high at the state level if you're not have some of that adrenaline pumping. Yeah. You know, I tell you, I no, you don't shy away from competition. Yeah. You, you know, you, in fact, the best officials want want to officiate the two. You know, undefeated kids. Yeah, I, t- I tell you, I remember at the Newton tournament, you know, here it is like at 10 o'clock at night, and I've got two defending state champions, uh, you know, at 89 or 215 going at each other, and I've been officiating all day, and I still get an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I bet. You know? and, the, and, the, and you owe it to those kids. You know, you every official out there, you owe it to bring your A game. Uh you know, because those kids are going to bring their A game. Did was there ever a call that you felt like you blew, like after the tournament? <laughs> You're asking me some crazy questions. <laughs> of course. In fact, I tell you what, uh, we were at the state tournament four A, and, uh, and I tell you, I don't. You know, you try your best. I didn't see this move coming. I did not see it coming. All of a sudden, the kid's on his back. I don't know whether I even have freaking control. Finally, award control. Then he's off his back. Then they go out of, out of bounds. Do I have back points or don't I? Well, I don't have back points, so I have control. And so the coach, who was a good friend, called me up to the to the table, which I deserved. I deserved an asterisk. And uh, he said, Bob, don't we get two at least? And I said, if I give you two, then that guy over there is going to come over and rip me. And I said, I did my best. And I said, I only awarded points till I saw control. And I said, I missed it. 
and I pray to Jesus your kid wins. And it's that anything else? <laughs> you know, I, I never started. I, I, I hope I was always honest. Yeah. And, and I was honest. If I blew a call, I told the coach, man, I just blew that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, but I tried awfully hard. Yeah. And uh, it did everything I did. And I loved it. The camaraderie that I had with the, the coaches to begin with, and then the camaraderie that I developed with all the officials, uh, just loved it. I loved everything that I did. And I and I owe an awful lot to the sport of wrestling. Yeah. Besides uh, besides Bo Manis and, and Josh Roberts, or excuse me, Zach Robertson, let's just throw those two out. Besides those two guys, who's the best Kansas wrestler you think you ever saw? Well, Justin Ware. Okay. Uh, Timor Terry. Timor Terry. I remember a little Timor Terry riding in my van. You know, he's from McPherson going to some of the kids' tournaments. And uh, uh, let me pick my... I think both my sons were pretty nice wrestlers. Uh, of course, Brian Hill, you know, went on to wrestle at Oklahoma. Jeremy Bath, what a stud. Uh, boy, you're picking my brain here. Uh, uh, where's that? When they, the Boyles out of Norton. Okay. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, you know, that's kind of sad because there's some great kids out there that I just that I don't remember and I apologize because I've seen some really, really great wrestlers over the years that I just was so impressed with. Yeah. And uh, so I apologize. I, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, a match that you don't remember. How old are you, Tim? 40, I'll be 46 at the end of this month. Well, I tell you, one year I had, at Salinas Central, I had a kid named Bill Cox. Okay. Six foot, six foot eight. 285 pounds, 300 pounds. Back then, you didn't have a weight limit, you know? Mm-hmm. He wrestled Les Miller from Ark City in the finals. Okay. And Les Miller, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, wow. Three, yeah, in the finals. Probably the greatest heavyweight finals I've ever seen. And uh, and the kid from Ark City won 5-3. to three. That was at Newton in 1983 or 1984. Yeah, um, but there's you know there's I wish I had the book in front of me and I could list list some some kids that I've seen over the years uh, that were great wrestlers. Um, I do remember a Bell's kid that was like 600 pounds of wrestling in Poria, and I had this little white heavyweight. Uh, do you ever remember Chris Bell's? No, oh, you probably no. He's way before your time. And I told my little white heavyweight, I said, whatever you do, do not hook up with him. About 10 seconds later, Bales is on top of him. We can't even see my kid. <laughs> he got smashed. I think Bells was probably 340, maybe. Yeah, yeah. My kid was my kid was probably 200 at the best. Yeah. I think it's a uh, shame that they took, uh, that, you know, that, that they made... Uh... It, it limited, you know, they, what is it, 275 now? Because they took the sport away from the biggest guys, you know. Some guys are bigger than yeah. than that, you know. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. You know, they added the 215, and I think the weight limit is 285. Yeah. And uh, that's wrong. That is wrong. I mean, what is that 300-pound kid doing? You know, he needs to be out there, and he needs to be wrestling. And I tell you, kids are bigger, faster, stronger now. 
Yeah. So they need to rethink that that upper weight category. They really do. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also wish at the Olympic level that they wouldn't have taken away the 105 and 114 because, you know, some guys are just little and they can't they can't wrestle at, you know, they just they're they took the sport away from the smallest guy and they took it away from the biggest guy. And it's supposed to be a sport for everybody. So I just think that's kind of a shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And you go back to Bo when he was a, a freshman, he wrestled the really unique. I think God was smiling at Bo, although I probably think he would have won it anyway. Yeah. Uh, they had a they had a division one hundred pounds. And that was the only year they had it. Was one hundred pounds. And uh in fact Bo wrestled a, a senior from uh, Cape and Mount Carmel, forget his name, in the finals that I guarantee you had muscles on top of muscles. And here's this little uh, Mexican kid wrestling him. <laughs> and Bo dominated him. Yeah. But, uh, 100 pounds. Yeah. What was that kid's name? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. Bo would know. Was it Pat uh, Takano? Does that ring a bell? That's it. Okay. That's it. All right. That's it. I don't know how I remember that, but oh I do. Oh, my God, Tim. That was good. You picked that one up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, do you remember how strong that kid was? I don't remember anything about him at all. I just remember the name. And and being oh, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, he killed everybody in the Wichita area. Okay. You know, and, and I think Bo was probably a little afraid of him. Because I tell you honestly, this kid, I think he, this kid had a wife and, and children. That's how, much, <laughs> that's how mature he was, you know. And there's this little, uh, this little Mexican freshman, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, in fact, I tell you, I remember Bo, uh, uh, he was getting wrestle, ready to wrestle his uh is a challenge match at OU. And uh, so we were talking back and forth. And uh, he says, Coach, I'm getting ready to wrestle so-and-so, in, you know, for the to make the varsity. He said, uh, this kid, this guy is 27 years old. He does have a wife and children. He's got two or three tattoos. He said, it doesn't look good for the little Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember wrestling. Oh. I remember wrestling a kid in seventh grade who had a tattoo with like a heart with like a knife through it. And I saw him. I saw him out in the parking lot smoking before our match. And he had this long hair that was like crimped. And that kid was tougher than hell for the first period. And then he ran out of gas and was no good anymore. But <laughs> I remember seeing him out in the parking lot in seventh grade. He's out there smoking, and I'm like, I gotta wrestle that dude. He looks like my dad. <laughs> Oh, isn't that good stuff? That's, uh, yeah, I tell you, those tattoos, you know, when you're a freshman to sophomore and this guy's got hair all over his body, you know, yeah. and uh, his girlfriend's got a little baby in his arm. You're talking about getting a little, getting a little scared. Yeah. Um, is there, uh, you know, I know you saw a, a thousand great matches. Was there one that stands out in your mind as the best high school match you ever saw, whether you coached it or refed it or just watched it? Boy, you know, nothing comes to mind. I, I remember some great finals at Newton, um, great finals at Beloit, um, great finals in the in the state tournament. You know, nothing really sticks out in my brain. Um, you're talking about years and years and years, you know. Um, not, not really. Um, yeah, I wish I could, you know, uh, come up with something something specific, but uh, cool. no, I just, uh, you know, there are just so many matches yeah. that I've seen over the years. Uh, 
Of course, my recollection really morely goes to uh, when you asked that. Honestly, I remember a, a kid named Scott Meyer who was uh, wrestled for me. That was like, oh, man, he was like 4 and 20 as a junior. And he worked his fanny off. And his senior year, he developed a low single. And uh, he ended up beating a kid uh, in the Constellation semifinals. That means he's going to place. Uh, and he beat a kid that he'd never beaten before in his life. And I remember him running over and jumping in my arms. Uh, in fact, he, uh, he's a, you know, I, I sent him a message on Facebook. I said, you know, I just remember that, you know, and he said, God, coach, you got a great memory. Uh, yeah. and Tim, when you ask me about great matches, that's where my brain goes. You know, it really does. I, that's, uh, uh, Watching some of those matches, I remember Sean Schumann when he beat a kid out of Cape and Mount Carmel uh, in overtime his junior year to uh, to win the state championship. Uh, I just just you know great stuff. Yeah, that's where I, I, I'm very partial from that aspect. I guess. Yeah. Well, understandable. Um, yeah. Sometimes the finals weren't always the best matches. Sometimes the semifinals or something like that were the best ones. Um, because just the way the bracket shook out, sometimes you'd have guys in the finals that you're like, how the heck did that guy make it to the finals? You know, it just, you know, and I, and I tried to get the coaches association, you know, you have the regional champions and I, and I, and I, and I talked to all the coaches when I was coaching about why can't you, instead of, uh, you know, having this activity association, put it randomly, A, B, C, and D. And uh, why can't you see those four regional winners? You know, well, I, I don't know why you can't. Yeah. And if you if you can't, then put it in a random draw. But as as coaches, if we if we know, like the year that my son Jason wrestled Devin Bain in the semifinals, they should have been in the finals. Two to finish state champions, they should have met in the finals. Yeah. That would have been a hell of a final match. But it happened to be a semifinal match. And for this day, even talking to you, Tim, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you cannot, if you have, and these coaches, everybody knows who's the best wrestler, who the best two wrestlers are. Uh, and the other coaches simply don't want to be on that side of the bracket. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. I think for the majority, uh, you know who the best two wrestlers are, and they need to be separated. Yeah. Can you point to, I mean, I don't even know if you want to say, but do you, do you think that you had, what, what do you think your best team was? Well, the year that we, we, we placed 10 wrestlers, you know, okay. I think it was 19, uh, maybe 94, 95. Uh, we won every tournament we went to, every tournament. You know, we won the league, we beat Manhattan. You talk about a great I-70 league when you've got, Lee Woodford at Manhattan, and you've got uh, Bob Laster at, at uh, Junction City, and uh, you know you've got uh, Gary Harding coaching at Salina Central. I think I think uh, you know. Uh, so we won everything, and uh, we go to state. We're ranked number one going into state, which I even told the media that's pretty stupid. When Arc City has won several state championships, so. Uh, and I remember walking around the Coliseum uh, uh, that Arc City won every match they needed to win. 
and they won in the last couple of seconds. And uh, and I think we lost every. We still got second, Tark City. Yeah. But we uh, we got fifths and they got thirds. Yeah. You know. And uh, <clears throat> but we were. Um, so I mean, yeah, probably nine. It's right in that period of time. But you know, Tim, I also, uh, I you know, I had some really great teams. Uh, even the last year I coached, we got uh, fifth in the state. We finished a point and a half out of third. Wow! Uh, and we won the the. Re- I mean, one match here, one match there. Uh, there was one year we got third that we actually had a horrible first day, horrible first day. And we came back and I don't know whether we lost a match on the second day. Huh? You know, it was, you know, that's, that was great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. You had, you had some amazing teams. I remember, you know, cause I was always a fan, even when I was wrestling of just great wrestling and, and I would notice that. I'm like, man, Salina South is freaking great. They just have Arc City in there, and uh, that's why they don't, don't win team titles. But it, it, you would have won it any other year, you know, with any other, uh, you know, in any other division. I mean, you guys had some great, great teams and uh, always a lot of guys in the finals. And, and it, was, it, was, uh, it was cool to watch. What, what do you miss most about coaching wrestling? Well, of course, the relationships with the kids. You know, you talk. You know, look at what Billy Johnson did at Norton. You know, I, I you talk about you know iconic figures in the sport. You know, Billy and I were talking one time at about uh, exactly that. You know, winning state championships, winning league, winning regionals. But boy, when you've got a, a, a man like forty-seven years old, fifty years old, calling you coach. You know, uh, that's the greatest title anybody could ever have is yeah. coach. Yeah. And uh, that's what I miss. I miss that, those relationships and building those relationships with those athletes that you truly love. Yeah. You know, and you know that they would go to through a wall. I mean, it, people talk about, hey, you ever go through a brick wall? Freaking wrestlers will go through a freaking wall for their coach yeah you know you know that Tim yeah yeah my high school coach Bill Leonard who's uh passed away he's been gone for probably 15 years now at least um you know we didn't always have the most talented guys you know or the guys with a lot of experience but we did not want to disappoint that man we were like scared of him (laughs) you know he was uh he was an intimidating dude and if you didn't you know he would call stalling on us I mean, he during the match, he'd be like, stalling West, you stalling out there. You know, I mean, he would call you for it. And you're like, damn it, uh, coach, you're supposed to be helping. That's good. I hate to do this to you because I'm going to have to get off in a minute because I'm talking to, uh, uh, I had plenty of time and then I had so much trouble getting the Zoom thing going. Um, I'm talking to uh, Bill Kennison, who is Sam Kennison's brother. Do you remember that comedian? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to his brother here, and uh, I'm supposed to talk to him in 15 minutes. Uh, so I'm going to have to get off here. I would love to have you on again, because there's a lot of questions I didn't I didn't get to. And I love talking about wrestling, especially to people who saw a lot of the same wrestling I did, and uh, even before. 
you know, I was around, because uh, I'm a total nerd about that stuff. Like, I just love hearing who beat who and by how much. And, and no, uh, yeah, man. I do, I, I'd like to come back on. Okay. I, I tell you, I, it's, uh, I love talking about wrestling, and, I, and uh, there's a lot of people I want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to hear some more uh, Bo Manis stories and uh, um, just that bracket you were talking about with Warkentine and Corey Johnston and and uh, Scott Tremblay. And who ended up winning that bracket? Uh, well, Jeremy Bath won. Oh, you made a Junction City? Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Bath. Okay, <laughs> nice. So that had to yeah. have been Tremblay's, what, junior year? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because I know he went undefeated his senior year, and man, he just he 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 wrestled one of our guys who was really tough, but wasn't a great wrestler, and he was like putting in a half with his leg, and <laughs> yeah, I tell you, yeah, yeah. There's there's just you're right. I you know, like I said, I I I could tell you Bob Coon stories out at Hayes. Okay, I mean, a guy that's passed away that's in the Hall of Fame, and. Uh, you know, Gary Hardy stories. I, I could, you know, there's just so many great, great uh, wrestlers out there and great coaches and great stories. So we'll have to do it again, Tim. You mentioned, uh, real quick though, you mentioned uh, Kuhn. Was was there a kid named Matt Kuhn that was really good? Yeah, that's his son. Okay. There's a heavyweight. Okay. Yeah, Bob, Bob, uh, Bob, the legendary coach out of Hayes. You know, they have the Bob Kuhn Classic. Okay. Uh, wrestling tournament out there, and Bob is a, was a very very good friend, and passed away several years ago. And uh, so, yeah, great stories. Well, again, I, I feel bad that I have to get off here, but uh, um, is there anything you'd like to say before we do? Uh, how much I appreciated this, and, and how much I was looking forward to it, and uh, uh, the, uh, all those wrestling families out there. It's it's a we all love you, and it's uh, it's a paternity that you will be a part of the rest of your life. Gosh dang it. There's so many questions I have for you, and I have to ask you this. I want my son to wrestle, but he's only two, and I obviously don't want to pressure him into it. Wrestling is not for everyone, but how would you advise me to get him into it without like forcing him into it? <laughs> you trick him. <laughs> you know, we... We bought. We would buy our sons ice cream after the wrestling practices. You know, okay. we would. Uh, you know, you just try to make it as much fun as humanly possible. And I would encourage you to have somebody else coach them in the little leagues. Uh, I remember watching a video of myself uh, at, at a at a kids federation match, and I was a freaking idiot. You know, <laughs> uh, you need to distance yourself and be a dad. Okay. You know, let somebody else coach them. And then if you have, you know, coach them a little bit, show them some takedowns, some high crotches or whatever. But don't physically coach until you get to high school. Okay. You know, uh, let somebody else mentor. You be a dad. And don't talk wrestling in the, in the, in the, in the home. And, and have it, you know, as, as a place. And uh, I'll tell you another story. Another time that's a really great story that I had about with one of my sons. Okay. I would love to hear it. And, uh, again, I, I can't apologize enough for having to get off here earlier than I would have liked to. Um, the one thing I do have to watch out for with my kid, I had a great headlock. And I have to keep myself from teaching him that, especially when he's young, because then that's all he'll want to do. Isn't that something? 
I remember the very first uh, Federation tournament I went to, both my sons lasted probably 10 seconds total <laughs> in two matches because they got thrown in headlocks. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, if you want your son to be a stud as a five-year-old, teach him a headlock. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. If you want him to be a stud as a 10-year-old, yeah. he, needs to, he needs to have a low single or high crotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, Coach. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And uh, I'll let you know when it's up. It'll probably be next week. Um, I just had Coach Eldon Edwards from uh, the old Derby coach on, and he'll probably be tomorrow. And then I think yours will be next week. And then I'm going to have Nathan Tomasello. And I've got some great uh, great people coming up. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yep. Just let me know, and, and I look forward to watching. All right. God bless you. Have a good day. Okay. You too, Tim. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody, Bob Workentine. That was uh, a lot of fun for me. I wish I had more time to talk to him. I hate the fact that I had to uh, cut that short. We had a little trouble in the beginning, the whole Zoom thing, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. I really did. Uh, what a great guy. Um, and man, we didn't get to half the questions I had for him, so we're definitely going to have to have him back. As always, go to makingithappen.com, M A C A N it happen.com, help out little bow making. And. Um, subscribe to the channel and I hope you guys are all doing well and God bless all of you. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.